0: This is The After Party, live with Jim McAllister and John Daly. Oh, hey.
1: Hey, 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 look at your Hawaiian shirt. I love I this it, a jungle uh,
0: one. I need a microphone to do this.
1: Yeah, you do need a microphone. It is the After Party Live. Welcome to it on a rainy, stormy Monday. Yeah,
0: I'm actually surprised. I'm going to jinx this. I'm surprised that everybody has power that's involved in these shows. Uh, um, i of people all the
1: wood in the office. Yeah,
0: Ooh. a lot of people in the chat saying um, there's no power. And, um, Rose Crystal saying the no, still no power in large sections of San Jose, no traffic Ooh. signals. Only sunlit, skylighted hallways.
1: Well, thanks to Lori in the chat. I have a system she recommended where, I don't know what it is we bought, but some contraption that will allow me to still retain internet service, even in a power outage. So as long as my battery on my laptops hold up and they're fully charged, right? So when the power goes out, I have, I don't know, how much time left, a half an hour, an hour? So a battery backup. Right. Yeah. And so I've got the, um, the, but yeah, the battery backup for the internet service. Yeah, that so I should be good to go for the after party. As
0: long as Comcast stays up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sj Lola with twenty dollars <laughs> to start us out. Aloha, bitches! Just returned from sunny Maui. Oh, that must've been nice. I wanted to yeah. show my appreciation for being able to listen live again.
1: Aloha.
0: Welcome SJ to the rain, Lola.
1: How was it? Tell me how you. Tell me where you went. Tell me, I had a big discussion yesterday with a a bunch of people about Maui. And what I heard was that it's sad when you go there, because no matter what part of the island you're on, you see all the people that have been displaced in hotels. Some people like, you know, with their dogs and their families and people don't look happy and not that you know, my vacation is more important than that. But maybe we want to, you know, let people still settle in and figure out what they're going to do. I don't know. What I do know is that Maui is considering putting a $25 tourist fee on people the minute they walk off the plane. Did they and say they
0: want, they want people to come back?
1: They, yeah, but also they want people that are there to be housed appropriately and they're yeah, upset. Yeah, so stay with, in a hotel they're upset with people that are um offering their condos and things for short-term rentals yeah don't because do that. they want the the families that live there to be able to have yeah. long-term rentals to stay and stay, in a ho-
0: stay in a hotel so
1: now they're going to try to tax the short-term rental people which Dieter wasn't happy about yeah. so
0: but they but need yeah, the, t- the economy you know they don't need a double whammy they need the economy to come it's back true. as it's also to help oh. Yeah,
1: she said it was very difficult to see the destruction. Were you able to go into Lahaina? Because I thought that was still closed off, SJ Lola. I thought that you couldn't do it. But did you, you know, do you have any relaxation? Was it a different kind of vacation? Or was it still? Well, there's plenty of other
0: places to go in Maui.
1: Yeah, that's true. But I would imagine that you don't want
0: to go. You don't want to go on like a destruction tourism.
1: No, but it's a small enough island that I can imagine that the mood is affected. That everything feels different. I don't know. No, no, no access, access to Lahaina. La yeah, sense. yeah. As a matter of fact, my favorite beach is Baby Beach in Lahaina. It's where I got married. It's where we stay. Um, right on the beach there, and it it's closed. Like you can't access the beach. It was. It was voted the calmest beach in the world in a recent poll or survey. And Kimmichalister poll? can't get to it. No, Those it was not reliable. the Kim Kimmichalister yeah. poll. Uh, Karen says businesses are starting to open in Lahaina. Yeah, at the Lahaina Cannery Mall, I heard a lot of places are opening. So that's uh, for
0: locals then? There was you some... If you, there's no access.
1: Yeah, there was some... Well, it's kind of oh, on the upper highway. So you can. access along the water. Yeah. Right. Oh, there is access along the water now. Okay, yeah hmm mala tavern yeah i heard that they just reopened so yeah. well it's good to see that and i'm glad you're home sj lola i hope you had a, a good time regardless of it all and meanwhile thank you for the here at
0: home 185,000 yeah. people still without power in the bay area it got up to 400k last night yeah. almost half a million people were yeah. customers without power more than people customers you know yeah. power customers and 1.1 million still without power in la
1: wow that's wild
0: Climate change,
1: and it's going to be bad today in La- in the Southern California area, the San Diego area, parts of LA. They have a uh, flood warnings for the Hollywood Hills, landslide warnings, and all kinds of things there. So
0: yeah, there were branches yeah. all over the streets. Last there was a um there was actually a landslide on Market Street, uh, Upper Market, like Eighteenth. I hadn't seen a landslide from rain here in San Francisco. Um, so you know, usually the city's somewhat immune because it's urban, right? From these, you know, the flooding and the rain destruction, but nope. So nope, I, nope, not in this case,
1: I got this. Um, I got this sound file from John Daly last night.
0: But don't say and what it was.
1: There's no dis- there. Were, there was no. Uh, it didn't have an accompanying text like here's what this is. So I right. wanted to see if you guys can figure out. You hear this?
0: Oh, I have it in the system. okay,. okay. System. I
1: thought you didn't know what I was talking about. all right, go ahead
0: okay, you let's, play it better uh, than I played it. yeah, take a listen and yeah. um see if you can figure out what this sound is. I heard this last night. Okay. I'm not going to tell you where, but I heard this last night. did you hear that?
1: Mm, I heard, I heard it, yeah, you guys hear you, know what it get, is
0: anybody know what it is
1: at first i thought it was like the squeak squeaking of maybe wet cable car lines
0: yeah i'll play a little bit of
1: muni bus lines
0: yeah Somebody saying John saying it sounds like a wine glass vibrating walter's saying aliens i am watching that show invasion on apple <laughs> apple tv plus um so my first thought was contact judy says baybridge cables you're getting warmer mm-hmm Lori saying wind through exhaust, Al saying fox howling. Wind through wires, close. Yeah. Getting close.
1: You play it one more time. Golden yeah. Gate cables. We'll oh. give it Pauline to you Pauline, got Pauline it. with her trivia <laughs> <Yep>. knowledge
0: and now <laughs> it's not the cables, but it's the um it's the railing
1: yeah remember they
0: they did that story about how the certain sections of the railing i think Mm -hmm. it's only on the ocean side of the golden gate bridge yeah um it's been whistling yeah since it was retrofitted katie's got it um so they replaced what used to be kind of like um metal slats that went this way right Mm -hmm. with metal slats that go this way and now these metal slats when it gets super windy like last night um they just start like this whistling and howling and it sounds like aliens are contacting you And when I have my (laughs) windows up You know, and and cars are passing you at first, I'm thinking, is this a car next to me? Right. What's what's approaching me? Right? Right.
1: (laughs) Or is that my car? Right?
0: (laughs) Am I dragging something on the ground? (laughs) What
1: the hell is going on? Yeah.
0: It's a very eerie sound. And because it's only certain sections, it's not consistent as you cross the bridge. Can you play it one more time? Yeah. So it does sound like aliens are trying to contact us. So I did, I did cut yeah. it down. Um, the file went on for a long, longer, but- um, Yeah, it, that's it, cool. It, yeah, you hear that and then it goes away, of course, because there's an old section and then you come back to it and you hear it like maybe three or four times, five times.
1: Yeah. Anyway. People that live near the bridge, like oh, in the Presidio and stuff, they say it's so loud and you can hear it all the time because it's always windy up there, right? Yeah. So- Katie okay. saying, I
0: can hear it in yeah. the late night, early morning hours. I'm very close to the bridge in the Richmond district. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's annoying.
1: I mean, it it's not as a romantic of a sound as the foghorn, which I think if you heard the foghorn, that's kind of you know you could yeah. Just, oh, but when that's the aliens the do city. invade,
0: we want to know that the aliens are actually <laughs> invading live, right? Not that it's a recording.
1: Yeah, it does sound like an animal <laughs> crying. That would sound eerie. Yeah. So
0: speaking All of right. animals, speaking um, of
1: animals, how about this pigeon? <laughs> No, not very often that a pigeon is charged with espionage, but apparently, this pigeon was busted. They thought maybe, it was a spy pigeon. A what? You know? China, would they have the spy balloons? Do they oh, have right. the spy yeah. pigeons as well? They thought this pigeon, the folks in India, thought this pigeon was a Chinese spy. So it was detained by police in Mumbai after it was found with May in May with two rings on its legs bearing Chinese script. One of the rings was found to contain a microchip. So you can see why there was some suspicion here, right? right? Also, it
0: also looks like they stamped the feathers.
1: Mm, they, yep. Uh, it, yeah. So it was held at a pet hospital it was uh, held on suspicion of being involved in espionage on behalf of china it was turned over after being cleared to the bombay society for the prevention of cruelty to animals and then set free once again the investigation done by the police determined it wasn't a chinese spy pigeon but instead had been involved in open water racing in taiwan and had wandered off course ending up in india so, I like how
0: they say involved in it open a, air, like like yeah. it's some kind of like illicit thing that the pigeon's getting involved in,
1: or like it had a choice, right? Yeah, well, maybe yeah, this yeah. was its choice. I'm not involved in this. I'm heading out. Um, so the uh, the animal rights group PETA India, I'm sure they have a big job over there, which had campaigned. They for gotta the, protect a lot of cows. Yeah, they do. They campaigned for the bird to be freed. They're very uh, happy. They had handled a thousand calls a week of animal emergencies PETA India had. But that uh, was they, they say this is the first case of a suspected spy that needed to be freed. So the spy bird is all right and on the loose.
0: Yeah, Natalie says the bird racing is a front for the Chinese spy bird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> first you said Taiwan, the, right?
1: First it's the balloon. Next it's the pigeon with a microchip.
0: Taiwan? Where was it actually, Taiwan?
1: It was, I have to go back to it. It was, hold on. Uh, it was freed in India. It was in Mumbai, but you want to know a where, it, way to go regardless. where it originated from. It was.
0: Um, was there a return address on this pigeon?
1: It was not. It was. There's no return address. It was involved in open water racing in Taiwan. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, the Taiwanese are not going to be helping the Chinese. Yeah. You you believe that? Um, but next you know, up, the,
1: the microchip made it made it go made them say, What is happening here? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, meanwhile, we get, is it just me or emus in the news a lot?
1: Uh, we do have a lot of emu. We're like the stopping ground for emus.
0: Emus. Um, yeah. An emu found wandering uh, loose <laughs> in Washington has a new home oh. at a sanctuary after no owner came uh, forward to claim the large Australian bird. The Kitsap Humane Society uh, said the emu named Elliot was captured last week with the help of the Washington State Patrol. Uh, Kitsap County Sheriff's Office and the Washington State Department of Transportation. The emu was taken to a barn temporarily while investigators tried to find its owner. The flightless bird went unclaimed for more than 72 hours, leading the Humane Society to find a new permanent home at the Center Valley Animal Rescue. Um, But that's cool. Um, Maybe get some help from Lemu Emu. You know, he's made it. He's (laughs) successful right He's well
1: money. yes this lemu emu maybe he can step in or Doug. what we know how annoying it is when the power goes out as we have that's seen right. for many people around california that's what happened in toronto but it wasn't a storm well not a storm with rain it was instead this guy oh. raccoon he is his own oh. kind of personal storm he i have to say he is pretty cute with his little pretty tongue sticking cute. out
0: nefarious little guys
1: Yeah, well, his his uh, shenanigans knocked the power out, affecting 1000s of customers in Toronto, he just wandered into the wrong place. Yeah, more than 7000 customers lost power for more than two hours. And that is because this raccoon made contact with equipment at a downtown Toronto power station they were able to confirm this raccoon was behind the issue at church wellesley at the area transmission station he was unfortunately there on site and sadly by the time they arrived he did not survive so whatever contact this fella had with the the power equipment it ended
0: in his. Oh, so uh, his I'm guessing death. this is not actually the same raccoon. <laughs> no, I don't think this. That's, this guy is a little alive. Misleading. This is misleading. unless they
1: taxidermied him, and that's why his Aww, tongue is sticking out. I don't okay. know. They're looking into ways to prevent incidents like this, though. But raccoons—they get everywhere. I like the coloring on this guy, though. He's cute.
0: Yeah, similar. Yeah. Uh, similar to Archie's coloring, actually. Uh, if you just give some white, you know, some white fur under the sure fur, under the neck. Um, you know, when I'm not at Whole Foods. I actually actually don't. I don't shop at Whole Foods. I'm more likely to shop (laughs) here, uh, based on my budget.
1: Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Joe's. If
0: you plan on leaving, this is. uh, I felt like this is. uh, This is news that you can use, especially if you live in the East Bay or anywhere, actually for that matter. If you plan on leaving your purse in your shopping cart while you browse for novelty snacks at Trader Joe's in Livermore. Uh, so this is something that's specifically ha- a problem in Livermore right now. Mm-hmm. Think again, the city's police department has warned, according to local officials, wallets are being swiped from unattended shopping carts at locations oh. throughout the East Bay. The I always depart- do
1: that, always. But I really? always leave my, per- my purse in the oh, little no. seat where my babies used to sit. I put my purse right there and I then was I'm just not say paying that, attention. You know,
0: I was about to say that people are savvy now. I'm probably not doing that anymore, but um, apparently uh. not, Kim. Uh, as a result, shoppers are advised to remain vigilant. Keep wallets in a zipped bag close to your body and tell employees if they notice any suspicious behavior. The Danville Police Department also recommends taking it a step further and using a carabiner to secure your bag to your cart. Wow, that's extreme. Um, in Livermore, non-vehicle larceny has steadily increased since 2018. Uh, uh, a 2022 annual report mm-hmm. from Livermore Police said crime accounted for 51% of uh, all crimes reported in the city that year. You know, the the outlying cities used to be there wasn't a lot of crime. Right? even yeah. in petaluma um and then it started you know people started driving in they were commuting commuting to petaluma to, to for easy pickings i guess so don't assume your belongings are safe in a shopping cart without taking precautions wrote the danville police department always be mindful of your surroundings um yeah so that's something to keep in mind
1: yeah uh, i won't be doing that anymore Kim.
0: i'll
1: have to figure out something else <laughs> i don't know
0: you put julia I, in charge of your I purse
1: guess i do that though I put oh no my don't purse, do that I she'll spend it, all your money I, yeah i set it <laughs> right in the cart and i zip it up but they want me to put a carabiner to like attach my purse to the cart
0: i guess and i I, next I, thing I think know, i would just, be i would have just a bag you know like european tourist style like keep it on you and on, you know over your, under your arm and do you we know, have across. to
1: completely change the way we yes. live because other people are a-holes and they just yes. won't leave they won't stop stealing? Yes. Come That's on. a life lesson for everyone. <laughs> I guess so. Um, let's talk to speaking of changing the way you live, let's talk about bed bugs. Oh no. I know. Nobody wants to talk about bed bugs, but it turns out that getting rid of them, once you've known there's an infestation, is really harder than ever to do. Um, they're now resistant to pesticides. And so they've had to come up with new ways to get rid of bed bugs. And that includes fungal spores and nasty human odors. <laughs> kind of gross. we are still talking yeah. about the bed bugs. They're still talking. Yes, we are. So I guess they've resurfaced with, they say, a vengeance in 50 countries since the late 1990s. But when exterminators swarm out to hunt these guys, they might encounter uh, two different types of bedbugs. Besides the common bedbug, um, which has made its home in the Northern hemisphere, there are now sightings of its cousin, the tropical bedbug. Mm. Traditionally, this species didn't venture that far from the equator. But now in recent years, the tropical bedbugs have turned up in the United States, Sweden, Italy, Norway, Finland, China, Japan, France, Central Europe, Spain, even in Russia, which before would have been thought unthinkable, and it has grown the tropical bed bug, like the common bed bug, resistant to many standard pesticides. So, if you have the the bed bugs, they say don't even bother. I'm just imagining the tropical bed
0: bugs with their like rum drink, kind of just chilling (laughs) on vacation with you, little umbrella sticking out of their (laughs) little, yeah, uh
1: huh. Um, if you're going to be a bed bug, be a tropical bed bug, right? Yeah,
0: that's not grenadine, that's blood.
1: Sorry. So they're trying to find you. They're trying to find <laughs> these new ways to kill them, and so they have fungal spores that will invade their bodies and kill them. I wonder what the other, what else the fungal spores are invading and killing. Uh, they also learn more about the bizarre biology of bed bugs, which they think maybe if they know more about what makes the bed bug tick they'll find better ways to kill it
0: yeah. so person's um, redacted saying you you just always bring up the most calming stories kim
1: <laughs> no problem happy to be here proud to serve i'm here for you mm-hmm. um one of the things that they're doing is they uh, and did you know bed bugs can survive without eating for a year wow i know they can go a long time, um, and so they can squeeze into cracks and walls and all kinds of things. Um, but like your ear the... at night. Ew, stop that right now! Stop that. That is fight. That is a fight. You're trying to pick a fight with me. Um, <laughs> that's my fear. You know, it's my fear. So they what they say is that bed bugs suck up to three times their body weight and blood and when they do that they can take viruses or other infection agents that could circulate in the body of their prey and they've been found to uh, they've <laughs> never been found to transmit diseases in the wild but it doesn't mean they can't do it anyway um yeah so new ways to kill bed bugs are being invented there you go all that about hair Oh, and bed bugs, lo- stop that. No. Yeah, i All being, that hair,
0: bed bugs would love it.
1: You guys are being mean today. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. Since Kim doesn't like to talk about bugs, that's why she puts bug stories in uh, all the time. I don't want to uh,
1: talk about bugs in my ears.
0: Let's go to space,
1: shall yeah, we? Let's do it.
0: Okay, let's do it. Um, this is about uh, Russia and the Russian cosmonauts. You remember them, right? Yeah. Yeah, this guy looks really happy. Uh, Russian cosmonaut, (laughs) this is probably why, sets a record for the most time in space, more than 878 days. Wow. Russian cosmonaut Oleg uh, Kononenko uh, on Sunday set a world record for total time spent in space, surpassing his um, compatriot Gennady Paldaka, who logged more than 878 days in orbit, Russia's space corporation said. Uh, He broke the record, uh, expected to reach a total of 1,000 days in space on June 5th. And by late September, he will have clocked 1,110 days. I fly into space to do my favorite thing, not to set records, he's told uh, uh, Tass in an interview from the International Space Station, where he is is orbiting about 263 miles over Earth. I am proud of all my achievements, but I'm more proud of the record for the total duration of human stay in space that it's still held by a Russian cosmonaut. 59 year old took the top spot from Paldaka who accumulated a total of 878 days, 11 hours, 29 minutes and 48 seconds. Wow. That's precise. The Soviet Union spooked the West in the early years of the space race by being the first to launch a satellite to orbit the Earth, Sputnik 1, you remember mm-hmm. 1957 and then Soviet cosmonaut Yuri Gugarin uh, became the first man to travel in space in 1961. But after the 1991 collapse of the Soviet Union, Russians, Russia's space program grappled with massive funding shortages and this is going to be a shocker corruption officials oh. under vladimir putin have recently vowed to turn around the decline of the russian space program those serious problems still remain according to officials and space analysts
1: hmm. yeah well i thought when the longer you stayed up there the more radiation you were exposed to uh
0: and other they don't know all the other right yeah. they do all these studies to find out what's the, uh, the effect on the body of right. you know, the organs and whatnot so mm-hmm. um uh, presumably they have shielding for radiation but um actually, that's a good question. I, I wonder if some still gets through. Maybe kind of like when you're up in an airplane, you know. I'm sure they'll do
1: a lot of tests on him when he they, he gets back to find out how his body reacted. Yeah. To being there for that long.
0: But maybe you know, cut cut back on the X-rays.
1: Yeah, <laughs> maybe just a little bit. Right. Uh, look at this beautiful buck. Oh. Well, you know, a lot of people go out beast. hunting to kill these guys. Oh,
0: don't do that. Just appreciate I, you them. know, come on.
1: But it might not be so good for the hunter either. Uh, I guess infectious disease researchers are saying that hunters are on the front lines of what could be a serious threat to public health. It's called chronic wasting disease. And it's this this neurological disease which is contagious spreads rapidly. It is always fatal. And it's called by misfolded proteins called prions. Currently, it is known to only infect members of the cervid family. So that's elk, deer, reindeer, caribou, and moose. All do you right, have any of those in your family? I don't. So far, okay. I do okay. not. However, researchers and animal scientists are very concerned about barrier to a spillover in humans, what they say is, it's less strong than previously believed. And so the prions that cause this disease might be evolving to become more able to infect humans. So if you're a hunter, and you go hunt for your food, do what you got to do, and then you're eating the elk or the deer or the moose or whatever it is, um, that you're more likely than to get this disease. So far, no human has ever gotten this disease by eating these animals, so I'll say that. They think though, I'm not gonna worry about it because it hasn't jumped the species barrier, but it would dramatically change if even one hunter got chronic wasting disease, right? Yeah. This is why you don't wanna eat human brains. Zombie city. Yeah. So other diseases like, um, bovine, spongiform encephalopathy, which is no, mad cow disease, yeah, and chrisfeld jakob disease, those have, uh, no, you, those have affected human beings. And so it ha- there have been diseases that were animal diseases that have crossed that barrier before. And now they're worried about this chronic wasting disease. It's They say it's a disease from outer space. This thing, we do not want it. The symptoms are incredibly gruesome. Uh, this is n- not something you can kill off with cooking cooking concentrates the prions makes it even more likely that people will consume them so Did it's you say n-
0: a disease from outer space
1: that's what they're saying that it's just it's like nothing it's like one of those things you say when you yeah oh, yeah <laughs> like that <laughs> exactly like that
0: um so quickly, yeah it's
1: something to think about right
0: quickly uh just back i hate a dangling question you know we we're In the last story we're talking about radiation how much space radiation are astronauts exposed to beyond low earth orbit space radiation may place astronauts at a significant risk for radiation sickness and increased lifetime risk for cancer central nervous system effects and degenerative diseases research studies of exposure in various doses and strength of radiation provide strong evidence that cancer and degenerative diseases are expected from exposures to galactic cosmic rays or solar particle events Millisievert is a form of measurement used for radiation. Astronauts are exposed to ionizing radiation uh-uh, with effective doses in the range from 50 to 2000 millisieverts of ionizing radiation, the equivalent of about three chest X-rays. Yeah. So uh, and I think there's so that's like if you're having 150 to 6000 chest X-rays over that period of time. Mm. Yeah. So it's a lot. It's a lot. It's not good.
1: Yeah, that's why they're saying, you know, it's it's interesting that he's the longest cosmonaut up in, at the International Space Station. But also, yeah. maybe it's not what you want yeah, to do. Stay up there will have to long. keep tracking him. Yeah.
0: Um, this is a happy story from Northern California. Um, did you know that the, the oldest living uh, American is in California?
1: Right up the road in Willits
0: yeah the oldest living person in the united states is due to be uh celebrated by a parade marking her 116th birthday in california edith Edie Ricogno, keenan is it ceciarelli
1: yeah ceciarelli
0: ceciarelli who celebrates her 116th birthday um this was uh this was this monday or yeah or this coming monday rather will be celebrated sunday by a drive-by parade at holy spirit residential care home in willits oh that's sweet she was born in 1908 Wow. She is the oldest living person in the United States and the second oldest person in the world. Um, Her birthdays since the age of 100 were celebrated with large town-wide parties until 2021, when the annual celebration was turned into a drive-by parade due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Every year at her birthday, uh, we make sure she knows how special she is, uh, the uh, lead parade organizer said. Uh, Perla Gonzalez, who works at the care home, said she's looking forward to the carrot cake that she was promised by her family members. She got very excited when she learned the cake would be carrot cake. She said, oh, really, honey? And lit up. um, Check this out. This is her senior photo on the top there. Oh, wow. 1927. So she was born the year that the Model T came out.
1: That's crazy.
0: Isn't it? Wow. Um,
1: 116. Imagine at 16 saying, I'm gonna live 100 more years.
0: Yeah, and the president was Theodore Roosevelt and Oklahoma had just become a state. Isn't that crazy? Can you imagine? I mean, it's really sad that everyone, everyone, everyone you know knew is gone. Oh yeah. That's gotta be a trip. And you're living in a completely different world. That's without AI, you know? Look, imagine how much she's seen. That's insane. Yeah. Well, happy birthday. Happy, happy 116th. Happy birthday. Up in Willow. She did live in Santa Rosa for a period of time with her husband yeah. until he retired. And then back up this to This is Willits. the
1: parade that w- that happened at the care home going on. I don't know if you can see all the cars going by. But the really, the whole town comes out. I mean, there's just car after car after car. People, Some people decorated their cars and had balloons hanging off. How often do you get to celebrate a 116th birthday?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. So the, the parade was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And her birthday. I guess that makes her birthday today. I wasn't sure which Monday they were referring to, but yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. Edith. Happy birthday, eighty.
1: Yeah. I think actually her birthday was last week, but that's okay.
0: Okay. It's we'll very good.
1: It. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. 116. It's really, it's unbelievable that someone could live that long. She is the oldest person in America, the third oldest in the world. So there's two oh. people older than her that live other places.
0: Oh, I thought it was second in the world.
1: Unless somebody... Died off, which is entirely well, possible. I heard the third, but you know these things are day to day. I don't know. Here's a really interesting story yeah, from second popular in the science. World. Se- oh, she's second oldest now, yeah.
0: according to UPI. They're pretty.
1: Wow. Old. These are the beautiful clownfish, and they're kind of, um you know, a, a little aggressive. I guess you could say.
0: I thought you were going to say goofy or scary. <laughs>
1: No. They're a little aggressive. Like they're very mime. They're very territorial. Mm -hmm. They don't mime. They don't mime. They you can't squeak their nose. No, you can't do any of that. But they are very, very territorial. And they will fight you uh in order to stay, you know, do their whole thing and stay where they want to stay and keep everybody out of their area. Well, scientists look into these guys, and what they find is that They know who they want to let into their territory and who they don't by counting the stripes on the side of other fish. So they think that clownfish can actually count.
0: Hmm.
1: Weird, right? You wouldn't think that would be. They're very aggressive. They bully and defend their space from so other. they count and- <coughs> very aggressively.
0: They're like the count from Sesame Street.
1: Like one, two, three, one, two, three. Ooh, three,
0: and then lightning goes off in the background. Yeah. They
1: defend their space from an enemy fish that they perceive as an enemy and not part of their colony.
0: An enemy, enemy.
1: An enemy, enemy and some research suggests they can recognize fish that they don't want around them based on the number of white bars on the intruding fish's body. This comes from the Journal of Experimental Biology. So to determine how these fish can tell who they want in their clique and who they don't, a team at the Okinawa you can't swim with us. <laughs> no, you're not good enough. A team at the Okinawa Institute of Science and Technology in Japan did two experiments. They took immature lab-raised common clownfish that had never seen any other species, and then they recorded the fish's reaction to intruders of their own species and other anemone fish species, including uh, a, well, several other different kinds, we'll say. In the first, they placed different species of anemone fish that had different numbers of white bars on them in a small case inside a tank. And they watched for how often and for how long the fish would stare at the case and circle it. And they found that the common clownfish were the hardest on members of their own species with three white bands. They fought 80% of the fish for up to three seconds and maintained in one case an 11 second standoff with a fish. Intruders from other species, they say, had a little bit better time. The skunk clownfish has no sidebars, a white line along its back only, and they were barely confronted. Two barred Clarks clownfish, so they have two bars, and three barred Saddleback clownfish were mildly bullied. Another experiment has them showing a colony of clownfish versus various plastic discs. The discs were painted with anemone fish coloration and measured the level of aggression toward those duplicates. And just like with the live fish, the plastic models that had two bars were attacked slightly less frequently. Those with no bars saw the least aggressive behavior. And the results suggest they are able to count the number of bars in order to recognize recognize the intruder.
0: You so better fish. recognize John saying they keep their friends close and their enemies closer. closer.
1: Nice one. Well done, John Watson. Yeah, fish can count. Who knew?
0: Who knew? You know mm-hmm. what I know?
1: Time it's for a time break. It's time to take
0: a break. Yeah. Here on the After Party Live. Are you ready?
1: I'm ready. In okay.
0: three,
1: well,
0: two... The After Party Live is underwritten by our audience and without you, this show wouldn't be possible. For a dollar a day, you could help feed a very moody three-year-old cat with a taste for turkey and chicken. Every day across this world, cats go 30 minutes without food and don't know where to turn. Any dollar amount is appreciated and it all adds up. The PayPal link can be found in the about section of the YouTube channel or at the bottom of the show description. Thank you for your consideration. Are you hungry? You want food? party where you don't even have to leave the house you could be naked for all we care the after party live she does make that noise (laughs) no matter what time of day if you um, say treat or food Uh. or hungry or dinner
1: Sometimes you have to make that noise just to get the attention that you need if you're hungry. I mean, you know, that's Archie for you. We need to thank and have to thank and want to thank our ongoing contributor, Donald S who has increased his contribution to the album. Yeah, he went to some
0: trouble to increase that. So we appreciate that, Donald.
1: Really, really nice of you. We really do appreciate you. Vincent V, Paul T, Ricky Ricky F, Lori F, Kim, Kim N and another Kim N. Two Kim Ns. Thank you guys very, very much. Really kind. Oh,
0: I think that's a typo, but oh. Kim, N, Kim N gets thanked twice.
1: Yes, she does. We'll twice take Twice is nice. And I think I just saw something come through from Louise for a $5 super sticker. Never, Never fails. Failed. That's the thank best you, investment you. that
0: uh, Archie Sound Editing... Yeah, And then we want to thank S.J. Lola for the $20. Yeah. That's really, that means Absolutely. a lot to us. Absolutely.
1: Welcome home from Maui, thanks, by the way. Thanks thank to you, you guys. We
0: actually, yeah. the numbers are in and we met our fundraising goal for January. Yay. Thank you so Woo-hoo. much. We appreciate that.
1: Yeah. Now we got to work on February, right? On what? What? February. Thank you very Ever much. Ever since <laughs> you mentioned
0: the fact that you're big on pronouncing that correctly, mm-hmm. I hear it pronounced wrong by All everyone in mainstream yeah. media. Everyone, Everyone. So
1: my husband argues that over time, language changes, right? And so the English pronunciation a... of words change, and yeah. I just need to drop my whole stickler thing with library and February and get over it. But I, I can't do it.
0: Wait, is he suggesting you, it's okay to say library? Because that's not the word. He
1: says over time, people say... People, it's not library, well, though.
0: No, it isn't. Then, then the a why rare, have a dictionary? If you can't go to yeah. an extreme. I'd There's say, a like, rare if...
1: in it, right?
0: Yeah, but it, I mean, if there's um, it, if there's like a slight library. modification of a word yeah. over time, and there's like maybe there's two, and people are choosing to pronounce it one way, right. and, and they're both in the dictionary, but if it's not in the dictionary, I don't, you but can't just I go around changing I would argue that's the same the thing
1: as Feb brew. There's a brew in it, February, not February, February. But I'm not immune to this because I found a word that I've been pronouncing wrong my whole life
0: hmm. today. Today. Our
1: today and this afternoon at Petaluma High School are badminton tryouts. Now, I always said badminton like B A T M I T T E N like like wear a mitten badminton. Right. It's not. It's badminton. M I N T like mint badminton. Oh, interesting. I had so I had been minty, saying it wrong my whole no life. Minty.
0: Um I have to admit that I was saying it wrong too. Let's yeah. see. When I'm corrected, then I'll say badminton. minton, badminton. badminton. I'll I'll practice. I wasn't well. even spelling
1: to. it right. Badminton. It's M-I-N-T. What? Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? Huge thank you to Calvin Wong who pops in. Whoa, Sarah McLaughlin button. says hi. Woohoo! Kim thank you, Calvin Wong. We appreciate that. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> yeah. Calvin. Sarah Mac does say hi, and Karen Cooper for two bucks, my daily dose of Archie. Thank you. Thank you yeah. guys for kicking. Archie in. will get extra yeah. chin
0: scratches. Thank you very much. He'll uh, get yeah, some Yeah,
1: We appreciate you.
0: Um, you know who will not be getting chin scratches? Who? At least I hope not, because that'd be a little weird. Although, given his reputation, maybe he's into that ah <sighs> this guy elon elon what's he
1: wearing what is that
0: he's wearing some kind of like Outfit. i guess it's yeah it has something to do with like this um like a video game or something oh. i don't know okay do you really want to know the answer no probably not elon <laughs> musk was told to go to rehab by concerned friends amid fears that his drug use was spiraling uh, after tesla boss snorted ketamine and drank molly water Oh. Elon Musk was told to go to rehab by his concerned friends amid their fears that his drug use was getting out of control. Tesla magnet, uh, 52 years old, was asked to go by billionaire um, Les, uh, Larry Ellison to his Hawaiian island to dry out from the drugs around the winter of 2022 when other friends had also expressed their worry. According to the Wall Street Journal, some friends asked Musk to go to rehab in the months after his $44 billion Twitter acquisition in October of 2022. There were growing concerns that the billionaire's extracurricular activities may negatively, infa- imp- I'm sorry, negatively affect the six companies he oversees, as well as the $800 billion in assets held by investors. You know, it's not just him. You know, there are all these other people that are concerned that they want their money. The help from Ellison, who is the world's fourth richest man and owns the island of Lanai, and his, uh, and his offer came around the same time that Musk allegedly attended a party in the Hollywood Hills where he consumed a liquid form of ec- ecstasy. Um, from a water bottle. His security cleared the room before Musk took the drug. Not only were his associates and friends concerned over his consumption of drugs, but they also felt they, they had an expectation to also take those illegal substances because they think refraining would have upset the billionaire. That's no bueno. Um, in recent years, some executives and board members at his companies and others close to the billionaire have become increasingly concerned that his drug use is fueling his erratic behavior. I would say that the chances of that being true are pretty high. Hmm
1: yeah i would say that so he's in is he going oh is he going to rehab
0: uh he was he was told to i don't think he ever did or he was suggested to him okay yeah so i mean he's elon musk he's also done you know lsd cocaine ecstasy psychedelic mushrooms Mm -hmm. at these exclusive parties and a lot of them the guests had to sign ndas which obviously they're violating okay (laughs) yeah it's not responsible i mean i'm like he's smoking a joint here with joe rogan i don't I'm not against pot, but you know, if you're the CEO of multiple public companies, right, right it's just not a good you idea. And you have a responsibility. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, have a you responsibility, do. a financial responsibility too, obligation yeah. to obligation to those investors and the pension well, funds that are invested in it. Elon
1: and, is Elon, I guess you could say. Yeah. So a lot of us are worried as we age about ways we can keep our balance. My mom attends balance classes, and. She's fallen a couple of times, but she's she, and, and it's just kind of, you know, been accidental. One time she tripped over some something that was on her walkway and she laid there for 45 minutes because she didn't have her cell phone on her. Oh, and she, no. I live right next door, but she laid there for a while. Have she you thought about out,
0: getting her one of those medical alert?
1: We got bristles? her an app. She has now her own Apple Watch. So okay. she can call for help. She wears it uh, oh, okay. and she had one of the necklaces, but she won't wear it. She thinks it's yeah. for old people. So she right. won't do that. Um, but now she has her Apple Watch. So she's, she's, you know, something happens, but she dislocated her shoulder in that fall. Yeah. Anyway, I came across. Can she this call Apple. out
0: like she can call out with the phone? Does she, she does not have to have the phone near her?
1: She uh, it was outside and it was inside, so it didn't quite work out. But yeah, uh, she can call out with the Apple Watch. She doesn't have to have it near her. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. interesting so i found this article about the six things you could do and this is from the guardian to increase your balance and your strength as you get older and i thought well this this is good to share Here's Here they are. We'll go over them.
0: My mom uh, used to teach these classes as a nurse oh really? at um, Yeah, retirement home. Yeah.
1: Well, my mom's getting a lot out of it. It's uh, She's taking the classes, and never before would she set foot in the Petaluma Senior Center. But she's gone oh. for these classes, and she's really enjoying it. So the first thing, and I'm guilty of not doing this, um, is sit cross-legged. They say, sit slouching against a wall with your feet out straight, place one foot on your opposite thigh, bend the other leg, and try to sit up as straight as you can against the wall, then repeat with the other side, trying to close the gap between your lower back and the wall. The author said it took them a week of doing this for two minutes a day, and they said it's an incredible stretch. You know, I, I always think uh, it's, it's, some people, it's hard to get up once you're on the floor, you know, you you, you reach a certain spot where like your knees are hurting and maybe you are sitting on the floor and getting up, but sitting cross legged is um, can be a healthy way to do this. The next one is do a wall sit and that's where you it's really good for balance. Um, you stand with one leg uh, stand on one leg with your eyes closed for 60 seconds right? And that's really good for balance. Uh, and the other one is do a wall sit. So you put your back touching a wall. Uh, your bottom, though, is kind of floating like it's on an invisible chair. You can and do then it, you, put your back into it. You can, you can scale up. So you can start with only two seconds if your legs are shaky, if you don't feel, and then just do it for a couple seconds a day, a couple seconds a day, and you get up to 15 seconds, and then maybe you get up to 20 seconds and whatever. So you kind of, you know, it's an incremental thing. The other is, and how many, how often do you do this? Touch your toes. Everyone thinks they can still do it, but it's probably been because you haven't really tried this in a long time. So they say it'll take a month, but three minutes a day, the first Uh, week you can do an elevated hinge put your heel in front of you on a low chair and hinge toward it with a straight back for 30 seconds on each leg week two stand with your legs um, do a hip hinge they say stand with straight legs arch your lower back and try to bend at the waist so you're at a 90 degree angle but don't force it just go as low as you can with your back still arch not bending your knees eventually if you can't touch your toes, this way of stretching will allow you to be able to get there. This one would be hard for me, hanging for one minute. Um, they say a lot of parks have the bars in them, you know, even in the play area, and that right. you can just go grab, grab the bar and hang, um, that it helps with your upper body strength. And that's really important, especially if you do fall and you break a leg or hurt yourself to have that upper body strength you're getting, you might need that. It's very important. Also a good thing for balance as well. Um, this was interesting, sit properly in a chair and other ways to behave. You a actually desk. made
0: me um, sit back properly in my chair. when you started this,
1: hi, there you, you go. Know. My lower um, back, thanks. You. I, I always lean forward, but they say try to sit on your legs and not your bottom. That way your back will be flat, your torso will be lifted, and your shoulders will fall backwards. And they say a simple stretch you can do while at your desk is to put your arms out behind you, clasp your hands with your palms facing outwards. If you're really tight in the shoulders, you can start with a bend in the elbows and hold it for a minute. So don't put yourself in pain, but just kind of do this stretch thing. And the last one, and you might actually do this, John, is when you're on public transportation, Try to stand without holding on to anything. So don't yeah, grab do the that. pole or we the bar. We call that muni
0: surfing on the train. Muni you turn surfing sideways and you balance. Well, it's,
1: it's really good for your balance. Um, they say.
0: Although be careful, the trains can come to a sudden stop. Yeah, so I'm always ready with my quick cat-like. Re, 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 I would know, say reaction time.
1: stand where you're near a bar, right? Right. So that if it jerks to a stop, you're able to quickly grab the bar to, to keep right. yourself up. But there's something. And don't do it, it around that. other
0: people no there's to something though to somebody. that
1: jerky rhythm of the train or bus um yeah. that you know is is very good for your balance and your mobility so if you in happen core, to take mass yeah. transit these are good ways so anyway little things not super exercisey things but little things we can all do to help us improve our balance and there's your exercise class for today
0: <laughs> thank you kim McAllister. yeah <laughs> okay um we'll get rid of that banner we'll click yeah. this we'll go over here um, now we're going to go to France. Oh, France? please. Uh, Paris banned those e-scooters, you know, the electronic scooters. Yeah. Now it's taking on SUVs. Parisians on Sunday voted we, oui, oui, to a proposal to triple the parking charges for SUVs in the city center, a vote that was closely watched oh. by the auto industry and city officials across Europe. Residents of the French capital voted 54.5% in favor of charging SUV drivers. Get this. per hour to park in the city center. The measure was the latest effort by Parisian officials to combat pollution in one of the world's most beloved metropolises. Paris was one of the first big European cities to adopt bike rental programs, and last year became the first city in Europe to ban the rented electronic scooters. Two decades ago, it was rare to see cyclists in Paris— Today, thanks to the introduction of new cycling lanes, it's not unusual to see tourists and locals alike exploring the city by bike. you also see that in San Francisco. Mm. Uh, Paris just voted to ban rental e-scooters. Other cities could be next. Uh, Their mayor, Anne Hidalgo, said that she was targeting SUVs for reasons of road safety, air pollution, and climate change. In a video posted to her Facebook page, she no longer uses X, formerly known as Twitter, which she calls a gigantic global sewer. Side note. Hidalgo cited a report by the World Wild Fund for Nature that said SUVs were 20% more polluting than the average car. She also said a pedestrian was twice as likely to be killed in a collision with an SUV than a standard vehicle. Um, driver adv- advocacy groups attacked the plans. Spokesperson for a campaign a group, 40 Million Motorists, said penalizing the SUV based on weight criteria means penalizing families. The French SUV is not an American Hummer, he added. Campaigners point to car bloat or auto obesity. I like that term, got to start using Auto obesity. (laughs) Auto obesity in recent years, SUVs have grown wider and heavier. My pet peeve with that is people are driving these who cannot handle the car and are not careful about parking within um, their parking spot or Mm -hmm. care, you know, or care to. Uh, But so many times I go to the Safeway parking lot and I see somebody backing up and it's like, they got to do like an eight point turn, right? So that's annoying, we're trying to get in there. Um, don't d- buy a car you can't drive, please. Well, and
1: don't you think also that they're, especially in places like France, they're used to those little mini cars. They're very narrow. Well, in
0: most of Europe, it, like the roads are narrower. They, you know, yeah. they're old, they're old villages, right? One-way right. streets and whatnot. Um, not so there's of so these many cars people who don't have, fit
1: there. There's so many know? people with
0: SUVs that don't need them. You know, yeah. you see one person driving around an SUV, and it's like, come on. Yeah. Um, it's just bad for the environment too. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's your Paris update. Are Tight,
1: tight, tight, tight. Yeah.
0: Speaking of Paris.
1: Speaking of Paris. You know, they're going to have the Olympics in Paris, but oui, oui. it appears that they're scaling back on the opening ceremonies a little bit. Um, they're going, they, originally they thought they would have 600,000 people at the opening ceremonies. They're cutting it in half. Now only 300,000 people half the amount the amount originally planned um they are going to have a third of spectators able to pay for a view of the water the rest are free tickets on the uh upper the river uh upper bank with mm-hmm. I guess maybe their back to the water or something and so those that's why those tickets are the freebie ones uh security a major concern for this event in Paris but they're saying it's going to be a massive massive operation and don't um, bring your SUV don't bring no I don't think you'll even be allowed to they'll have tens of thousands of police officers and soldiers deployed during the games to ensure safety the big show with the opening ceremony on the river Seine did I say it right, River Seine? I think so. Seine. Uh, July 26 marks the first time an opening ceremony will be held outside of a usual sa- stadium setting. So that's kind of a big deal that they're doing that.
0: Seine. Seine.
1: Sane. Sane. River Seine. That's
0: the American um, pronunciation.
1: The French president has warned of the threat of extremist attacks, and that could make them move the ceremony. But for right now, they do plan to, to do it outdoors on the river. So
0: it, it is Sen in British. The British pronunciation sen. is Sen. So um, yeah. I'm sure somebody who speaks French will know the French.
1: I said Sen when I was there, and I wasn't corrected. So I don't know.
0: In, in France. In France, yeah. Well, they were probably just quietly judging you.
1: They probably were like, dumb American. Here she comes again. I'm sure,
0: we have we have the answer probably in the chat by now. Yeah. Anyone know?
1: We have some French speakers among us. Yeah, I know yeah, that.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's one area where I'm not good. Don't know walter Um, will just
1: watch the whole thing on tv you know another area was actually planning to go but she said the event prices were obscene oh yeah
0: yeah um another thing another area that is outside of my expertise taylor swift
1: oh i haven't i try to keep the trump and the taylor
0: out of the show but you know she was
1: at the grammys last night in her big beautiful she also like
0: blew off celine dion when celine dion handed her her uh grammy
1: yeah but then they were hugging backstage yeah so... because her
0: PR people were like oh you screwed up well, it was very awkward because you know uh Miley Cyrus thanked Mariah Carey you know honored her thanked her for giving her the award if you look at the video Taylor just grabs the uh the Grammy grabs the Grammy from Celine Dion turns yeah. doesn't say anything at all like and thank people you are like, oh she wasn't <laughs> she was trying not to touch her I'm like she didn't acknowledge her she didn't looked like she wasn't even oh. looking at her she didn't acknowledge her And then she acknowledged, um, what's her name, that other singer? You know, the one that she uh, uh, worked with that was on stage that didn't want to go up on stage? Mm -mm. Lana Del Rey. Oh, lana she made del a big Ray. deal out about how like iconic or whatever lana del rey is Well, celine oh. dion who's like in agony makes an ap- appearance is very difficult oh. for her she's been sick everybody knows that i just thought it was in bad taste but that's well
1: mine. they had a thing backstage where they were laughing and put their heads together and there's yeah. a picture of them now i understand so.
0: you're a swifty but like come on like it's i am a bit of a swifty many, i didn't get nervous i'm like how many times has she won a grammy i'm like please
1: Four. Yes. This is her fourth one. It's a record setter for this Album of the Year. More than
0: four, but the four for uh, album, album, of of, the album of the Year. Yeah. Yeah. Album of the year.
1: So she used one of the speeches last night to announce that she's releasing a new album in April. Why not? Because you have so many speeches at the Grammys, you might as well use one to announce the, the new album. It'll be called The Tortured Poets Department. She's going to release it April 19th. She said, um, All's fair and love and poetry. the new album, The Tortured Poets Department uh, will be out April 19th. Uh, she posted it backstage at the Grammys right after she made the announcement. Uh, and people are excited uh, about this that you know this is a, her her latest album and it's been a while. she's been releasing old albums as you know her new work, so they're excited to have another new one for her. She has 13 Grammy wins now, Taylor Swift, so
0: yeah um do you know who's won the most
1: no who's won the most
0: most grammys ever beyonce thirty two. Really? 32 so that's you know part of sh- the reason why jay-z's upset that she's never won album, or the album of the year, year. which yeah. is it is ridiculous yeah. um you know the math doesn't add up if you've won 32 grammys and none of the records are number one so yeah. I, I thought it was kind of bad taste to do that in front of everybody but i guess you know you know she was he was sticking up for his woman
1: yeah, I just think that of all the things uh, after the whole the last time, you know, when one one of the times when t- not the last time, but one of the times Taylor Swift won. And uh, who was it? Kanye swooped in. and tried Yeah, but to he say, didn't do he
0: didn't interrupt her. He he I know, said that while just, he was you know accepting what? his own award. Don't try to award.
1: take something away from someone else and let Beyonce speak for herself. She doesn't need something Was Beyonce to up her. this
0: year for album of the year? I don't know. I don't think so. But anyway, I think that was a separate thing. Um, yeah. Apparently somebody likes Taylor. Um, <laughs> Michelle Obama once uh, won a second Grammy.
1: Yes, I heard about this. She's this is a two-time cool.
0: Grammy winner, besting other high-profile nominees, including Bernie Sanders and Meryl Streep. Love it. Former first lady took home a Grammy on Sunday during the awards pre-show for best uh, audiobook, narration and storytelling recording category for the audiobook of her 2022 self-help uh, style memoir, The Light We Carry.
1: And it was her second grammy i think right Yep, that's pretty cool i love it (laughs) um you know you remember the have you dear are you a law and order fan
0: uh if it's on i'll let it stay on but if it's that suv uh, or svu svu uh it's a little too heavy it's a little too more it's like rape 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 in your face like Uh,
1: now we're getting demonetized for sure um (laughs) But yes, please don't make uh, that a drop. (laughs) I I think that's true. Well, one of the longtime staples of the show is Sam Waterston and Sam is checking out. It's time for him to go. So he is leaving the ripped from the headlines SVU. Here's Sam. You might recognize him. Mm -hmm. He uh, he is announcing that he is leaving the original crime drama law and order. He plays Jack McCoy on the show, The District Attorney. But later this month, he will be stepping down. He's been on that show since 1994 as an executive assistant district attorney. Then he came back, uh, returned in 2022 in the elevated position. He's appeared in more than 400 episodes. Jesus. He's won a SAG Award for his portrayal of Jack McCoy. In 1999, he's got Emmy and Golden Globe nominations multiple times for playing this role. And he says, it was more fun than I ever anticipated. He said, I didn't know what it was going to be like, but it's been an enormous thrill. So <laughs> he's been an actor for seven decades. He mm. um, He's set to appear in the World War II drama called Six Triple Eight, which is currently in post-production. But his last episode for uh, Law and Order, it's funny, I want to call it Law and Disorder because of Mark, Law and Order is going to be uh, February 22nd, is his last episode. So that's kind of the end of an era, you know? Oh, and you know, I should say, you know who's the new DA coming in to replace him? Uh, Is the guy that played the president in Scandal, Tony Goldwyn.
0: Oh, I don't know who that is, and I don't know that show.
1: Oh, you didn't Sorry, see, you didn't watch anything. Scandal? No. No?
0: Oh. No. Joe Funny. Rogan, controversial podcast host Joe Rogan, signs a new deal with Spotify for up to a reported $250 million, a multi-year partnership deal with controversial host Joe Rogan. Um, but the 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 show will also be available on competing platforms, including YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Spotify announced the renewed partnership in a post to the company's corporate blog on Friday. Under a prior multi-million deal, multi-million dollar deal, uh, it had been a Spotify exclusive since 2020. But the Wall Street Journal, which first reported the new deal on Friday, estimated the new contract was worth as much as 250 million over its multi-year term. It cited unnamed people familiar with the matter. Um, Yeah, I wonder if one of those uh, unnamed people is this guy.
1: Uh, That's (laughs) a that's a big paycheck. Yeah, for a podcast, a very big paycheck.
0: Well, he's very popular. Um, he can be interesting, but he also he entertains and platforms a lot of, um, you know, pseudoscience people and, oh. you know, anything he finds interesting when he's high, which I think <laughs> is uh, <laughs> most of the time, allegedly. Huh.
1: Well, stay at uh, home, do
0: a podcast after you get
1: baked. $250 million for a podcast. Wow. All uh, right i wonder how um how much time he puts into it or if he just has a whole staff and he just shows oh, up he has, a,
0: he has a staff but yeah. i mean he has producer jamie who he refers to he's like the albert of that show oh. um but i'm sure he has a whole he has he has a whole studio built and i'm sure he has a whole staff i mean if you had that much money do you think you're gonna be doing a lot of the uh the work no no,
1: no. If I, not if i'm getting paid 250 no, million he's like and the I'm mark thompson he's
0: like the mark thompson of the of the joe rogan experience <laughs>
1: Do we have time for one more?
0: Oh, we always have time for one more.
1: Okay, let's throw it out there. There is a neighborhood in Texas that all of their street signs are from the Lord of the Rings. I thought this is kind of funny. So this is in where Shady Hollow. It's um in the city of Austin. And in one of the neighborhoods here, it's specifically all the names are hobbit related or lord of the, the rings related um there are two sections of hobbiton trail one in uh, 1983 the other named in 1985 so this has been going on for a long time they have all kinds of street names and i have a bunch of them i wanted to show you so the one you see on the screen now this is hobbiton hobbiton trail and green emerald terrace so that's kind of fun And then you have Middle Earth Trail. I mean, you would think it would be devastation and destruction, Middle Earth Trail, but no, it's just a regular street. The houses there, you wonder, like, do they look like Hobbit houses or like, is there a reason for this? They're kind of Tudor, English Tudor style homes, but they're they're not really related to Hobbits. Here's another one. This is Baggins Drive. yeah so it's all they're all hobbit names i just thought that was interesting I, yeah, if you, you want to a... see the
0: hobbit houses you need to go to hobbiton in on the north island of uh, new zealand uh,
1: you've been there right
0: yeah yeah it's worth pretty it cool. it's worth it it's cool I, I mean the fact that you're like basically on a movie set outdoors kind of cool. yeah
1: do they let you go into the hobbit house
0: um there's one there's like a there's one like some of them are closed and then some are yeah. open and then you like you can walk in like a foot or two or whatever
1: that's kind of you get your cool. photo
0: taken you can like peek out and have your photo taken
1: there's a, a street in Petaluma, and maybe even a bunch of streets, but at least one where it's Hogwarts Drive. So mm-hmm. it's kind of Harry Potter-related street that's on the east side of town on Hogwarts. Yeah. of yeah. fun names. That's all. Uh, one to share. As just long as there's no sh-
0: Taylor Swift Boulevard, I'll be okay. Oh,
1: my God.
0: <sighs> overexposure. Sorry. Swifty uh, Lane. I'm not saying the music's bad. I mean, a lot of it's like repetitive, but it's just like overexposure of anything. After a while, it's like, okay, we get it. It's yeah. Good. Get it. Um, But you know what? We never get tired of the after party live, do we? No,
1: we never get tired of the after party live.
0: We have people to think.
1: Different every day. Ongoing contributor Donald S., Vincent V., Paul T., Ricky F., Lori F., and Kim N. Twice. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. SJ Lola, aloha. Welcome home. Thank you for the $20. Also, Luis for $5 and Calvin Wong for $10. Thank you so much. Karen Cooper for $2, specifically toward Archie. We appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Thanks for hanging out with us on this rainy, rainy Monday. We'll do it again tomorrow. And we'll see you. Until then, stay dry and have a great afternoon. Ooh, yeah! Have a great afternoon, everybody. And listen for the wind. Bye, everyone. Bye, John Daly.